No my hearty Mikey Tane Hortaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Nice to be here. Today, fire and emergency fails to improve culture after a review into bullying and harassment. Over a third of complaints a year old. We discussed that just after four. Also today. The rush to pass new laws is eroding the public's trust, as our guests view, including the likes of the Tree Waters Bill, which passed today with the support of Labour alone. Also on the panel, the Mayor of the Super City has taken a swipe at the Auckland Art Gallery, a whole lot of expensive pictures that no one sees. When was the last time you stepped into an art gallery? Text me, 2101. And what we searched for this year on Google, Wordle and Sam Offendale, Got our attention, but also guacamole, of all things. Oh, by the way, uh, a listener of the panel wants a question answered. Uh, Daughter is having a baby and wanted to know the modern protocols. One of the things we normally ask a pregnant person is, do you know what you're having yet, a boy or a girl? Is it still okay to ask, or is that expired binary thinking? Well, I can only defer to the listeners on that, I'm afraid. So if you have any thoughts on that, you can text me at 2101 or you can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Anna Dean, brand strategist based in Golden Bay when not working around New Zealand. Kia ora, Anna. Kia ora, Wallace. Nice Wallace, to be here. Nice to have you here. You in Golden Bay, are you? I am, sunny Golden Bay. I'm sorry oh. I was hoping to be in person to give you a knitted coat hanger for Christmas. Still um, waiting. Be my last. Ah, well, I can, I'll, it'll be in the post. It'll be in the post. <laughs> Wait till after yes. Christmas. It could be my post-Christmas present. Also, David okay. Farah, uh, editor of Kiwi Blog and owner of Curia Market Research, whose clients include the National Party. David Farah, welcome to the program. Good to be here and not so sunny Wellington. <laughs> All right, now. As the cost of living really bites, a new free app is hoping to make it easier for people to shop for groceries. A New Zealand company, Some Foods, has launched Food Spies, which compares weekly grocery bills between supermarkets. The aim is to drive supermarkets towards fairer and more transparent pricing. So anything really to drive down the cost of your weekly or fortnightly supermarket bill. So tell us more. We are with Some Foods Dr. Helen Darling, who has a background in health and a PhD from the Department of Preventive and Social Medicine at Otago there. Dr. Darling, kia ora. Kia ora. How are you? Very good. Uh, I'm I'm quite interested about this. So I have my, uh, we have our supermarket, but we rarely compare prices. How does this work? Um, well, it's actually it's very simple. So we use crowdsourced data to compare um, the cost between supermarkets based on a per person per day cost. So we ask people to provide information about what their cost was, how many people they're shopping for, how many days. And it, it, it's, uh, I mean, we're obviously just new. We've just launched. So we are constantly updating those pricing so you can see the difference between perhaps two shops in your, in your same neighbourhood. And um, anecdotally, we know there are differences. So it's enabling yeah. people to actually make the decision before they get in the car and drive to the supermarket or, um, yeah. Oh, there are differences, all right. We know those differences when you go to your local one and then you go to uh, another one and you go, oh, my goodness, gosh, that courgette was so much more uh, than, <laughs> than your usual. But it relies on people to contribute. 
totally, because um, there is no other way that you can actually sort of develop a metric like this. You could, for example, look at at um, the, the cost of a litre of milk, but then, you know, um, and, and get that data from, from other sources such as supermarkets, but then, you know, are you comparing an identical litre of milk? And, and it just becomes very tricky. So it's much better to sort of get an aggregate value and then um, use that to be able to guide people to where they might get the best value. How interesting is this, a new free app hoping to make it easier for people to shop for groceries because then you can compare Anna. Worth it? Oh, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, Gatsby. I use that for, for petrol pricing to see where I'm going to go. Oh, and right. Yeah, particularly interesting in a place like where I live where there's a, a supermarket that has the complete monopoly. So I'd actually be quite glad to be able to um, check before I go over the hill to the cheaper supermarket that things are actually going to be that, that way. I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, and I actually also really like that it's a tech response that's in support of what the government's trying to do with the, sh- with the sector just to make everything much more transparent. So um, I'm all for it, even though I don't really necessarily want to download any more apps, something huh. like this that act- actually is practical and, and useful, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Stay there, Helen. What about you, David? Yeah, look, this sounds great. Also a fan of Gatsby and uh, Power Switch for Power. Um, so you know, giving consumers information is good. I would like to just confirm that this so won't allow you to find out which supermarket's cheaper for bananas today. It's going to tell you the average shop for a two-person family is $200 at, say, New World and $220 at Countdown, and you'll then use that to make a decision. Is that correct? That's correct. So it's the latter. So it's the average price for yeah. your total shop rather than yeah. the price of bananas or, or milk yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Well, look, I think that data will be fascinating to be able to compare between stores but also between brands. Is I'm sure you would expect it's not a solution for all the problems because if I just give an example, my local suburb, Johnsonville, we've got two supermarkets and they're both countdown. We have three or four different petrol stations, so the supermarkets tend to block each other from trying to build near. So it, it's not going to be a solution for those who only have one local supermarket. But look, for a lot of people, I think this is quite exciting. It's a fair point, Helen. Uh, yeah, look, I think I think um, that's quite right. But what we can do with the data is we can then start to ask questions. So if you are seeing one area where there is only one supermarket and those prices are, are highly inflated, then you know I'm sure that would be of interest to, to somebody in Wellington um, to act upon. So you know I think data is always good and it can inform and uh, illuminate. And um, yeah, I. I, I agree, though, where people don't have much of a choice, perhaps we can do something that's actually going to help. Um, I, I would just like to point out that it's not an app you actually download. It's a, it's a, a web oh, app, so you, you just, mm. it's just a shortcut, really, um, on your on your um, desktop or your on your phone. Um, yeah, so we, we're not quite at that app stage yet, so if people were to go on to foodspies.com, they can um, just put in their email address and then install the oh, shortcut yes. on, their, on their desktop. Right, foodspies.com. Uh, uh, it's a new way of uh, comparing uh, it's by uh, some foods there. Just, just finally, Dr. Darling, I mean, you've got a public health background. Uh, tell us more about the impact that high food prices have on the general population because I guess this is a part of it. 
Um, true, and, and I have to put a disclaimer, I haven't worked in public health for about, um, well, true public health for probably 15, 20 years, but um, I mean, it, it's it's kind of easy when you see people having to make choices between healthy food or their petrol, or, you know, like it's, we're seeing um, a disproportionate number of uh, low socioeconomic families, particularly uh, Asian, Pacifica, Maori, who are, are being disadvantaged by these increases in prices, and particularly when you look at you know, fruit and veggies going up 17% in the last year, it, it means that the choices that you make can't necessarily be healthy choices. Very good to have you on. That's Dr. Helen Darling there from Some Food, uh, and uh, whose company has launched Food Spies, uh, which compares weekly grocery bills between supermarkets. We've got a big response to, um, well, the, the, the art gallery thing. Do you think uh, Auckland art galleries are a nice-to-have or fundamental part of our society? But the other big thing is, uh, where the heck is David Farrer? Uh, Wellington is so gorgeously sunny right now. It's even hot. Is he in a bunker? <laughs> where, where are, where, I've got to ask you, where are you, David? Well, I'm in, in the terrace at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be fair, it sort of was uh, maybe just a bit of a cloud passing over the terrace. I've been in board meetings all day, so maybe it's just I haven't been outside enough. Yeah, people are going, where are you Where, where are you going with this? So apparently it's a very nice day in Wellington. All right. Uh, time for I've been thinking, Anadine, what's your IBT today? Well, I've been thinking about this for a while and um, it kind of feels like a public declaration, which is quite good to say out loud. I am going to do a social media fast after much thinking and consideration um, for a month over my Christmas and New Year January break. Um, because I just don't like the way that um, a lot of these social media giants are operating these days, but also just the I find the way that I think and um, consider where I am, what I'm doing in the moment, thinking about oh this would make a good post and things like that. I just I'm I'm tired of it and I'd like to give myself an actual break from it. Um, I find I'm quite addicted to Instagram stories, for example, Insta stories, and I can sit and look at my phone for far too long and I just actually want to Over it. create a bit of distance. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's definitely an increasing conversation. People people seem to be, um, you know, developing a bit of an allergy, numbers are dropping, and it's a... Uh, You'll miss it? Been a, yeah. You'll miss it? Oh, Ooh, uh, yeah, you, I, you, you will be <laughs> toasting New Year's Eve uh, yes. and you'll be toasting on the beaches of Golden Bay and you'll be feeling sad. Why are you feeling sad? Because you're so, you, you'll be saying, I've got no one to share it with online. Oh, but I'm, I, I'm, for New Year's, I'm actually going to be on Gentle Annie on the West Coast with 50 friends from Littleton, kids and adults, camping and actually being by the fire, talking and concentrating on where I am rather than thinking about who's adding likes but, on a particular but post. Does, actually... but, but does that experience exist? <laughs> does that experience truly exist if you can't share it? Well, that's the question. That's the question. Maybe I'll share. Maybe I'll share everything in February. Um, but I'm just, I'm just disliking the kind of the mm. the inner skite or something that seems to come along with it these days. I'm, yeah. I just, I'm looking forward to having an actual proper break from that. And I Good encourage on you, other people. 
as well. It's yeah, certainly a trend, isn't it? Get off, uh, get yeah. off, and mm. actually go have a life. Of course, uh, David <laughs> wouldn't understand anything about that because he's constantly on Twitter. David Farah, <laughs> I've been thinking. Well. I've been thinking for a couple of days since someone brought it to my attention that the Wellington City Council has a housing program, a thousand apartments for low to middle income Wellingtonians defined as under 95,000 single or 150,000 couples. So up to that point, you think all good, but it's reserved for people who work in the public sector. And this is just bizarre. They're saying that if you're a hairdresser or a barista, you don't qualify if you earn 50000 But if you're a policy analyst on 90000 you do qualify. And you know, you'd think about if it was reversed, if you actually had a housing program which was only for people who work for the private sector that said you can't qualify if you work for the government, I think people would be outraged. Um, Isn't this the case, of, though, of looking after all the likes of teachers, that type of thing? Because public sector housing for public sector workers is quite common in Europe. Um, I'll take your view there, but look, when you look at the pressures in Wellington, you know, it should just be on need. You know, you have an income there. You, I mean, let's take an example, Wallace. You know, if, if you lived in Wellington still, if you work for Radio New Zealand, and I presume they pay you under 95000 for it's a frugal state company, you'd qualify, but if you went to News Talk ZB... You wouldn't qualify. Of course, at New Salt ZB, you'd probably be, you know, 650,000 or so. Um, you know, you, you, you have to have this not on, you could have a nurse who works for the DHB who qualifies, but the same nurse on the same salary who works for a medical centre doing just as important work doesn't qualify. I, I hear on the grapevine that they're, they're going to change the, right. the, uh, the, qualification, partly because there's not enough people qualifying. Um, so they've actually been, you know, they've got too many apartments now almost um, sitting empty there. But I, yeah, I just find okay. it quite bizarre that you judge people's need based on who they work for. Very good. David Farah and Anna Dean today. Someone asked, a listener asks, a boy or a girl, is it still okay to ask uh, if you're having a boy or a girl or is it expired binary thinking? Tim says... The mere fact you're asking this question is an example of your, at RNZ's, woke, righteous worldview. <laughs> hey, Tim, <laughs> chill out. I'm just asking a question from a listener. The panel. <laughs>